The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I feel like it's Groundhog Day, like we just did this a day ago, Mike. <laughs> but my name is Steve Tiber. I'm hanging out with Mike Fiello. Mike, good morning. How are you, my good friend? Good morning. We are. I am doing good. Things are going well in the midst of everything that's going on. Um, it's it's not like we're, we're treading water. It's just like we're on this boat, and we're watching Jesus just steer it. And Amen. we're praying every day. We're you know, trying to do the right things health-wise, and we're you know, our eyes are not on us. It's yes. on everybody else. How can we help? We're going to share some God-sized stories from the mission field. And to Mike's point, right now, we are in Cedar Rapids, uh, Iowa, about, uh, what, two weeks ago, uh, 13 days ago, a crazy windstorm came through Cedar Rapids, Mike, okay. and pretty much tore that whole community up. Now, we were mm-hmm. there in 08, right. because what 8 Days Hope does, we traveled the country and we help people rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters. But then we started a rapid response arm that goes anywhere very quickly right after disaster. We tarp roofs, chainsaw right. work, clean up things, salvage mm-hmm. items, clean off properties. And that crew has been in Cedar Rapids for the last week. We've got at least one more week, maybe Maybe two weeks left. Okay. And so volunteers today are serving in Cedar Rapids in the midst of COVID-19. Yes. Doing things a little bit differently, of course, because you have to. Sure. But the need doesn't go away, Mike. No, These disaster victims are still looking for some help. Right. And we're following the guidelines of, of the COVID restrictions, as you said. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's families that are being ministered to and being helped. You know, t- trees just cut houses in half and they're just all over the place and just so many um just so much disaster i mean again i I mentioned one of the other shows hurricane michael was the first time i saw something like this Mm -hmm. and this now the more i see it's 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 that level i mean every place you turn the streets are still not even open to get down yet you know last week if you didn't join us last week tom brenham one of our volunteers that have served us over the years one of the forty thousand volunteers he lives in cedar rapids his home was damaged and actually we're based out of the church he attends in in cedar rapids actually in marion just outside cedar rapids and as he was saying and we're seeing is street by street by street there's damage everywhere and yet here we are mike no news station today or this week or even the last 10 days really has shared any of this need in iowa and there's other states too that have had some recent storms and there's there's no one there to help them and yet i'm so thankful so thankful that God opened the door yes. for Eight Days of Hope to be in Cedar Rapids. And again, if you want to volunteer, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. Read the FAQs. Uh, we are doing things a little bit differently. Just a tad, just a, a little tad. Bit. You know, we, we normally, and think about our rapid response trip after Hurricane Harvey. Okay. We had 2,000 volunteers oh, in Houston at one time on a rapid response trip. Couldn't do that now. <laughs> and we can't do that now. No, but we can do just the same impact of work with all the guidelines we're following and with the volunteers coming out with the heart that they have and it. the skills that they have. We you know, get the same impact. I woke up this morning very <laughs> Very early. I don't want to tell you because you're going to slap my hand. It's normally a four or five, but today oh. there was a three. Oh, that's I all just, I'm going to tell you. That's popping in my mind. Oh my gosh! 
and and I was thinking, you know, sometimes in the flesh, I'm like, gosh, you know, Father, I wish we could bring in a thousand people and help out every single person. But, you know, I, I think I was reminded as I sat in my living room and drank my coffee is that um, there's somebody today, even if it's just one person and okay. they see a glimpse of Jesus, mm-hmm. it's all worth it. So I say the impact, if the numbers are down as far as what we can have there, mm. the impact is going to be just as strong, if not if not even more. God knew this was going to happen. God yeah. saw this coming, and, and he's using people. You know, it's been said time and time again, yes, bring your skills, but bring your heart, because your heart is what's going to bust through and break through in the people's lives and make the real difference as we rebuild, as we clean up debris and whatever. You know, we have volunteers that are 70s and 80s, and you know, last week one of our guys on a <laughs> wow. show was... 75, Tom yeah. Brenham. And, you know, he has told me before, Steve, I'm exhausted the end of the day, but his heart's always full. That's it. I mean, you'll be changed. If you go on a mission field, and maybe this is not the right time for you, we respect that. Right. But we tell people you can do three things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, eight days of hope right now, we need your support. We just left North Carolina after the hurricane, the tornadoes that spun off that. We've been in Cedar Rapids for a week. We're going to be here at least another week or two. COVID-19 is not the easiest time to raise money, but there are three things you can do. One is pray. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Pray for the families we're serving. Pray for the volunteers. Pray for safety. There's a lot of tree work being done, which is the most dangerous thing we do. Second thing is volunteer. Mm-hmm. Come for two days, three days, four days. Uh, you have to be 18. You can be, you know, we, we'll certify you using a chainsaw, but if you're like me and no one will give you a chainsaw, <laughs> you can pull limbs and, or you can make food. There's always something to do. Number three, you can donate. Absolutely. Uh, you can donate. And it's so interesting, Mike, out of all the disaster places we could go in 2020, we are opening up our Midwest satellite. October 17th, <laughs> guess where am I? Cedar Rapids. Go and, figure. So we make that decision a year ago. Sure. And October 17th is right around the corner. And actually, our building that we are securing, mm-hmm. more on that in a minute, did get some damage, but nothing like nothing the other like buildings the other in the neighborhood. Yeah. God really protected us. We had minor damage compared to most. Can we go back for a second to the donate part because folks when they hear that oh this is this just another ministry yeah. they're looking for their administrative costs they're looking for this nothing nothing like that at all talk about the the grant or the match yeah uh, so here's what happened let's let's go back so eight days of hope went to cedar rapids in 08 because there was a major flood we fell in love with the area mm-hmm. the churches there fell in love with eight days open so those churches including our guests last week have traveled the country since 08 to okay. serve after hurricane michael and florence and harvey and flooding mm-hmm. and snowstorms and you know i can go on and on and on well we made a decision that we wanted to have a midwest satellite so if there's a tornado in kansas or flooding in missouri or a snowstorm in Minnesota, right. uh, or something going on in Wisconsin. We could be there in a heartbeat, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, all those. Okay. And so we, we we were looking for a city that we had relationships in, and it was just too easy. Cedar Rapids was the perfect fit. And so we reached out, and we met a donor who said, hey, I really want you here as soon as possible. Okay. I'm going to give you a great lease Uh, Well, he didn't say great. It was a great lease because when I saw it was nothing, I loved that kind of lease (laughs) for a period of time. But then he also gave us an opportunity to buy the building at a very, very, very fair price. Okay. Well, so that was the plan. And then about a month ago, before the storm hit Cedar Rapids, a small group of donors got together and said, hey, 
we really want you to be here for decades to come. And so what we're going to do is the month of August, we're going to give you a matching grant. So you can purchase the building. Wow. Yeah. So the matching grant is $200,000. So anything that we raise in the month of August, they will match penny for penny. And that will allow us to almost completely buy this facility. So we, the people, <laughs> the Santa <laughs> right, way, right. need to step up the church, uh, individuals, five, ten, five hundred, five thousand, just to yeah. to match this. So it's it's a hundred percent. It's like a hundred percent return. <laughs> so these donors are based out of Iowa. Okay, never realizing that during the month that they would be allowing dollars to be matched, that we'd be there serving their community. Oh my my! And this is how God works. And I don't, you know, I don't know. I know that God's going to provide what He wants to provide when He wants to provide because He's God and mm-hmm. we are not. Yeah. But I think it's so. So unbelievably cool of God mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, I'm going to direct you here. Go to Cedar Rapids because you've been there before and you have good relationships. Because this flood happened, and now uh, this donor is going to help you this building. But now these guys are going to do this. And by the way, here's a storm, and now go serve. <laughs> go figure. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> but isn't it so, so interesting too to point out? You said we felt th- that. God leading us the need to go to the Southwest. You had no money at that the, point. The to, Midwest. To, the Midwest. The Mid- yeah. I mean, that's what I meant. Um, but you had no money to, to get that done at that point. And that but was decided you, in January. You went. <laughs> and as you went, yeah. everything started Amen. surfacing. Amen. Isn't it, God? So if you can give online this month, again, normally we don't talk dollars, but this is important because this is a matching grant and this will allow us to secure our third facility. We have no debt. Uh, we're a volunteer-led organization for the most part. Right. We have four people that do get some dollars from our partners and our missionaries as well to raise some of their own support. But um, ECFA certified, independent audit every year, been around 15 years. But if you sow into the ministry of Eight Days of Hope in August, every dollar will be donated. You can do that online at Eight Days of Hope com or you can mail us a check and i'll give you that address in a little bit it's also on our website and our facebook page today mike okay. we have got the coolest of cool of guests on our show when i heard she was going to be on i got up extra early because <laughs> yeah! i know i just get my questions lined up no she's just a sweetheart chandler Gurley from tupelo mississippi who serves as the administrative assistant to myself yes but does so much more <laughs> she's one of the people that if you and I die tomorrow because we're in a car wreck, mm. um, the mystery keeps going. And it right. even speeds up because yep. uh, Mover and Shaker loves the Lord. Um, but you are going to hear some interesting stories because Chandler is sometimes the first face and first voice a volunteer, a person sure. that wants to donate or a family need hears. But she's an amazing young, young lady. She's the backbone of so much, Steve. And you know this because she's your assistant there. But uh, you, you see her as a front person, just a uh, a wonderful young lady who's just uh, just shows Jesus. She just oozes out of her whenever you talk to her. Her I mean, from her presence to her smile, yeah. grace under fire, <laughs> and she gets it done. She serves full-time with us. She's a missionary, and we're going to tell you how you can support her with even a one-time gift because she um, she's amazing, and uh, we're going to talk to her in just a minute. So much going on. If you've never heard of the Eight Days of Hope, thank you for joining us. This broadcast is called Hope Reigns, and every week we want to bring you a God-sized story from the mission field. When we come back in a minute, Chandler Gurley with Eight Days of Hope is going to share some of those stories. You'll be encouraged. Um, your heart will be full. 
You might even have a tear in your eye because mm. God is moving through his That's people right. even during a very unique time in our country. When yeah, we come absolutely. back, we're going to talk to Chandler Gurley. You, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with Eight Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We've partnered with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros, we rebuilt eight baseball diamonds, and Bigger Than Ball then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my good, dear friend, Mike Fiella. Mike, in a couple weeks, next week, Wayne Van Lanium is going to be on with us. He's our vice president and treasurer, the only other original leader. And I know you and I, we both love Wayne. He oh is my. He's detailed-oriented. He loves numbers, and he's methodical, and he paces himself <laughs> in everything he does, doesn't he? And he's very intelligent and deep you know you think just because of that little southern drawl there that no no, no. he's got it together as uh as a is a great leader for eight days yeah he is that's next week but this week online live with us of course she's live or we wouldn't hear her voice chandler Gurley. chandler (laughs) good morning how are you good morning guys it is always great to hear your voice Mm -hmm. no matter what time of the day and we've had some rough weeks, Mike. There's been a lot going on with the yes. ministry. Yes. And I can't wait for Chandler to teach the world how you manage nine balls in the air and none of them hit the ground because <laughs> you and I need to learn, Mike. We can learn from her oh, 100%. Man. Yeah. Chandler, tell us a little bit about you. Where are you born and raised, where you live, and all that good stuff, and then we'll get to the ministry. Okay. Okay. Well, I was born and raised in Amory, Mississippi, which is about 30 minutes south of Tupelo, where our national headquarters is. 
Um, I'm 25 years old. I live in Tupelo now. Um, I've been with Eight Days of Hope for two and a half years. Um, and I love it. I'm in love with this ministry. I love what God's doing through us. Um, and like you said, we have had some crazy weeks, so <laughs> we can share with the world how that's been going. Oh, man. Now, I, I was kind of surprised you said your age. I, I thought you were going to give your Social Security number out. I was a little nervous there, Chandler. You're about, walking down a path. How about a bank account number, too? Let's go. Embracing it. I know. I know. So, Chandler, you're based out of Tupelo. Um, I'm not going to ask you what your typical day is. And Mike's got like 39 questions. I know he's dying to ask you, but I, I just, I want to prime the pump and then I will try to take it back a step and let Mike kind of move forward here a little bit. Um, Chandler, you watch and see God open so many doors doing what you do. And so much is going on. How do you keep things in balance I mean, you, you, you need to write a book someday, mm, yeah. but in, in you're going 100 miles an hour and you do everything in excellence. How do you, a, a single lady in Tupelo, Mississippi, who's, you know, very smart and, and is, you know, is working for the Lord, how do you keep everything in balance or is there a season? And just share that with us. Right. Well, I don't do it perfectly. Let me go ahead and start there. <laughs> there are many days that... Um, I don't slow down enough. But one of the things that I have learned with working in disaster relief for this long is there, like you said, there's so many moving parts. And a a great part of my job is that I do get to touch a lot of those parts and see a lot of them come together. Um, But one thing that um, I have learned is you have to slow down to speed up. And what I mean by that is I have to slow myself down. I've got to fix my eyes on the reason why I'm here, and that is for the gospel to go out through all the means that we do through Eight Days of Hope. So I have to begin my day with laying my hands on my computer, my cell phone, and just pray over every piece that I touch in my office and over my mouth and my hands and my feet and just say, Lord, you know what this day has before me? I have no idea. But you know, and so please help me to glorify your name through every email, phone call, fault, and my stress level, and whatever might come up. Um, So I think that's something I have to always remind myself of, is slow down to speed up. So Steve's looking at me. Chandler and pointing like now you ask her a question. <laughs> yeah, because I'm 59 and I just learned a whole boatload of stuff right there. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I, I thank you, Lord. I'll slow down to speed up and I'll lay hands on everything and pray. That is so encouraging. But so let me. It does bring a question to mind. Your your, your upbringing. Now, were you brought up in the church? Mom and dad help you find the Lord? Because you're such a powerful woman at 25 years of age with your giftings, your skills. But most important, I've seen you just give it all to God and lean on God, and he uses you in a powerful way. Does this come from a family upbringing? Or talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, sir. So my parents raised, I have one brother, his name is Hagen. Um, He's two years younger than me. And my parents raised us in church. 
um, we were able to learn about Jesus um, at a very young age and to know that He was the Savior of the world and He was our Redeemer. And we were taught those things um, growing up, so I'm so thankful for that. Um, it didn't become very real until I started getting into middle school and high school when you really have to choose who you're going to follow. If you're going to follow what you're what you've been taught in church, or you're going to follow yourself or the world, and um, uh, surrendered to the ministry at the age of 13. So I knew at that time, um, at, a, at a young age in middle school, that I knew that God was setting me apart for His work at a very young age, um, but not saying that it was perfect. Obviously, you know, we all know that we have to experience things to really know um, who we follow and who our Lord is, and sometimes it's the world, and and sometimes it's the Lord. And so, um, yeah, so we were brought up in church, surrendered to ministry at the age of 13. And um, I went on many, many mission trips until I went to college. And that is really when I started to see, okay, I love that all of my energy, my focus, my drive while I wake up in the day is for these people in this remote region or wherever the mission trip was to know the hope that I have, to know who Jesus is. And um, we, we kind of backtracked a little bit from that when I went to college, and then thankfully now I'm in a position that I get to do that again every single day. Hmm. Wow. So Chandler, let's, let's tell the listeners, and by the way, welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. I'm Steve Tiber with Mike Feller. We're talking to Chandler Gurley, who is one of the leaders with 8 Days of Hope. She's also a global outreach missionary, so that means she does get some dollars through our partners to serve with 8 Days of Hope, but she also raises additional support to make ends meet. And you can find out um, more about Chandler Gurley and read her bio at globaloutreach.org globaloutreach.org, and just put in the search Gurley, G-U-R-L-E-Y. So Chandler, let's talk about, I don't know if there's such a thing as a typical day with eight <laughs> days of hope, but let's just play a game. So a couple, oh, week, my goodness. So a couple weeks ago, um, we're in North Carolina serving the hurricane victims from a hurricane mm-hmm. that I'd rather not say the name because I always mess it up, but Hurricane Isisis, I believe, Isis. There you go. Okay. Perfect. All right. There you go. Perfect. All right. I, Perfect. I got it the second time. And then a, a crazy windstorm comes and goes through Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mm. And so, uh, you know, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where our Midwest satellite is open up October 17th. We've already told the listeners a little bit about that in the opening segment. But the storm comes, and Steve and Chandler get on a phone call, and we discuss with a potential partner in Cedar Rapids that would host us. And from that moment, we, we hear that we're needed and wanted. Walk the listeners down all that has to be done for us before we tell the world here's how you can volunteer or donate and, and take it slow because there's a lot of steps and and, <laughs> and breathe in between some of them because I might want to throw a comment or mic but go ahead start it so Steve, okay. Steve and Chandler have a conversation what goes on next wow okay so as soon as we have a conversation we reach out to our leaders so we have 160 volunteer leaders that live all across the united states and so we send them an email that says hey we're responding um to cedar rapids iowa they just experienced a storm we need you these dates if you're available please let us know 
So for our leaders, I get to be their contact. And so I make sure that um, we have enough people that's there to run the event. And I stay in a loop with Steve pretty much hourly during the first two days we before we announce the trip. And so we keep in contact constantly with who signed up, who can be there, who can lead. Um, and so that's a huge piece of it. Um, the next thing is we we locate all of the media contacts in that area. So we want people to know that there's a, a place, an organization that's coming to their area that can um, allow their local volunteers that maybe didn't get hit by the storm an opportunity to serve their own community. So that's another huge part is to make sure that their own community knows that we're coming and uh, we need volunteers. Um, do you mind to stop? No. So so at this point, we've identified a host, a city that needs help. Mm-hmm. The leaders have committed they can come. You're, you're now starting to tell the world where we're going and what we're doing. So, yeah, may, maybe take that next step. Right. So after that, we, again, have to finalize all the dates, the details with our host church. Sometimes that changes, like with Cedar Rapids, um, right before we right before we wanted to announce, there still was no power in the area that we were going. Like, our host church had no power. And so we were still going back and forth. What should the start date be? Should we delay it? Should we not? And we decided not to delay it to trust God that he was going to work it out and that um, these volunteers would be able to serve, and they did, praise God. And so we there's so many moving parts with a given uh, event. And so after we locate some of our media, then we send even more communication to the world through social media. That's where we get our biggest traction is letting them know what we're doing, how God's moving, and how they can get involved. And then we send another email to our 20,000 volunteer base. Um, that is within our MailChimp. We have about 36,000 that have volunteered with us in total so far. But that's how many people get the email that says, hey, we're going to Cedar Rapids. We need you. Please help us at this event. So, Chandler, is 24 hours in a day enough time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Oh, like I, that first day is 24. It's <laughs> that first two days before anybody knows crazy. what we're doing. Crazy where we're going and all the details i mean i know steve he i can't even imagine his workload we stay almost in constant contact those first two days but um it's a lot it's a lot to make it happen um it's a lot to tell people but me and steve talked um not too long ago right before the event started like two days before the event started and we just said you know like people are going to get to serve in jesus name like that's all that matters. Amen. No matter mm-hmm. how many how many curveballs are thrown at us, no matter how many obstacles that are in our way, like people are gonna get to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to share the hope of people with those that have lost everything. And I don't know, I'm sure Mike, you know now, because we're a week into the event, but these people lost almost everything that this storm hit. Mm. And thousands of acres of crops and their livelihood. And they need Jesus now more than ever. And strangers showed up on a moment's notice during yeah. a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Think about that, Mike. Yeah. And that's what's so great about being able to serve with a ministry like Eight Days of Hope. And there's other ministries out there as sure. well. You know, we're, we all, you know, there, there's plenty needed uh, in Cedar yeah. Rapids and every other disaster. But but so many moving parts. But but when when you get a little frazzled, and it, and mm-hmm. you do get frazzled. 
You know, I mm-hmm. try to always, my cup's always half full. You know me, Mike. Yeah. But in the midst of those two days of so many moving parts, your leader can be there, he can't be there. The food can't get there because, you know, U.S. foods can't ship food in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the power's not working. Uh, the grinder's not working, so the sewers won't work, sure. so you can't even go to there. You know, all these moving parts. When do you announce? When do you call the press? When do you change the website? You know, when do you open up donations? Do you ask for money? How do you ask for money? Do you reach out to your partners, your board right. members, your leaders? You, you know, you want to do it in order out of respect. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, finally, the leader said, time out. We're, we're getting frazzled. We're doing this for Jesus. That's right. That's the perspective. Amen. Our God does not get frazzled, Mike. That's right. Come on. He Come sits on. on the throne. That's right. He's in control. He yeah. wants his people to love and serve the brokenhearted. Absolutely. Yeah. And if it takes a little bit extra effort, if it causes a little bit of frustration, if, if we get a little bit weary or even get bags under our eyes, it's worth sure. it. Absolutely. Because one day we're going to meet somebody in the kingdom that says, hey, Chandler, yep. because you worked 20 hours those two days. Right. And maybe those two days you didn't have balance, but because of you and these other 160 leaders and these donors and these partners, mm-hmm. I am at his throne. That's right. It'll Amen. be worth it. Mm-hmm. It'll be worth Amen. it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if I could add to that, Steve, that was so amazing. But we, if we could just fix our eyes on that every single second, it would be amazing. And like you said, but we're human. Um, our flesh gets the best of us. And I think one of the things that we, we talked about with this particular event is we have to realize we have a real enemy. You know, we're trying to mobilize hundreds, well, not hundreds, because of the pandemic. We're trying to mobilize at least 60 volunteers, 60 people across the country. Yeah, every day. Our leaders, That's our right. equipment. We're trying to get them to a place that a disaster has hit, that people are at their lowest point, and that need that need the hope that cannot be taken away by wind or water or whatever. Like, we, we're trying to do that. So there's a real enemy that is coming against Every email, every phone call, every everything we do to make it happen. I mean, we we've, we've got an adversary, and he and he wants to kill every single thing that has anything to do with the name of Jesus. And I feel like I need to get better at realizing like that's real. And like when I'm stressed and when I get frazzled and when I'm out of balance, like to recognize who's the one that's really attacking Amen. me. Amen. Amen. That's why we love you, Chandler. So Mike, I'm looking at Mike, and he's shaking his head no. And I know what you're thinking. She's, you know, you said your age. We didn't. You're 25 year old leader in in one of 160 leaders of the ministry, mm-hmm. wisdom decades beyond her years. You're reading my mind. I'm sitting there thinking, is this an angel in Chandler's clothes or? What? And I know, but but see, no, and I know that, and I'm I'm trying to puff you up with that. But there's just so much depth, wisdom, passion, compassion. You put it all together. You. Chandler have seen Jesus. You have seen the mandate that he has when he walked on the face of this earth wanting to love and help and serve people. Amen. And you and you grabbed onto his his, his coattails and you're, and you're running in it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're, li- you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope uh, today in 197 cities, including four in Iowa, where mm, we're at in Cedar we Rapids. Yeah. Uh, we're sharing some God-sized stories from the mission field. We are going to take just one quick break. 
When we come back, we're going to talk to Chandler Gurley again. Uh, she is one of the leaders for the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope and has been very instrumental in the growth. We're going to talk a, a couple things. We want to hear a couple God-sized stories from the mission field, Chandler, when you are out serving or leading something that you saw that just still sticks to you. We want to talk a little bit about what Eight Days of Hope is doing for those rescued from sex trafficking. I know that you're passionate about this. And then we can't leave the day without talking about this matching grant that some donors have given us to expand in Cedar Rapids. So can you hang out a little bit longer, Chandler? Yes, I'd love to. <laughs> Great. Thank you. I'm going to put you back on hold. Hey, Mike, so mm. amazing young lady. <laughs> amazing, amazing. You know, <clears throat> we always come into the studio. We always hang out with each other at, at, at times. And and there's always sometimes some things in our heart that we maybe don't say or get busy and sure. maybe we're even wrestling with. When I hear what Chandler just said and the encouragement there, I mean, it's 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 really ministering to me today. Oh, I can with tell. The, with the things I, I'm wrestling with. And I know you because you've had yep. a, a tough go uh, in, in, in several weeks. There's so much going on. But I'm listening to this 25-year-old woman, and I'm going, and, and God just speaking through her. Yes. And that's what happens Amen. when you're in her presence and why she's a good part of this ministry. It's just amazing. When we come back, we're going to talk to Chandler Gurley again. Again, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're gonna part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're gonna bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our safe house construction ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. My name is Steve Tiber, and you are? Mike Fiella. I was going to throw you a crazy question there, because I, I was Go going to play a trick on you and not ask you your name and see if you'd mess up, but you're, you're on it today, Mike. Those three cups of coffee are really kicking in for you. So. Uh, we're looking forward to the fourth. <laughs> I bet you are. Hey, today we're talking to Chandler Gurley. She's one of the leaders with Eight Days of Hope. She's a missionary with Global Outreach, an organization based out of Mississippi, and she does get some dollars from our partners through Eight Days of Hope, but she also raises some of her own support. You can support her at globaloutreach.org, globaloutreach.org. She has been instrumental in helping Eight Days of Hope launch so many things, do so many things the last two years. Chandler, a God-sized story or two. I know that you have you've served in a family's home. You've led for Eight Days of Hope for two and a half years. You've you've served along some unique people. Um, share a God-sized story or two from the mission field. Yes, I would love to. Um, so one that comes to mind is a lady who was named Flora Mae Jenkins. Um, she was in Panama City, um, so Hurricane Michael hit the coast when we were in two other places at the same time, kind of familiar with what we're going through right now. We were in um, Houston with Hurricane Harvey, and then we were in North Carolina with Hurricane Florence, and in the middle of our trip, to Hurricane uh, Harvey in Houston, another hurricane hit the, the coast, um, and we responded. And we were there for seven weeks. Um, I was able to be there for a week out of that trip, and um, I got to go out one day and work on a tree job. And Miss Flora Mae Jenkins um, had this really cute house and a huge tree was um, in the middle of it. It just fell in the center of her home. She's about 92 years old. She was a widow. Um, her family did not live in the same state. Um, and we just happened upon her house um, one day. And I think the, the beautiful thing about this story is um, the tree was removed. Her house was restored. Someone actually went back and rebuilt her house after we left. But the thing that impacted me the most out of her story is when I got to sit down and listen to her story, listen to her whole life, how she got to that house, who bought the house, um, her, about her children and her family. And one thing that she said has stuck with me since that day, she says, my God is my everything. And mm. you have to put yourself in the situation of where we were sitting when she said this, I mean, we hadn't even started on the house. She was, you know, telling us all about, you know, her story and everything of how um, her husband bought this house with, like, his last paycheck. Mm -hmm. He had just got let go from his job, and the tree was still in the center. Um, the roof was coming in. She had nowhere to go that night, and we're sitting on her porch, and she says, my God is my everything, and she had no wavering faith. Her faith was constant. It was steady. It was like we were looking at one of the biggest disasters that I've seen with my own eyes within this house alone. It's a 92-year-old widow, and she's looking at it, and she's saying, I owe everything I have to God. He is my everything. And um, that has carried me almost through every disaster that I've been to since then. Um, I think I've been able to go to about five more since Panama City, and I remember Miss Laura May and her saying, like, when you look at this destruction, when you look at your circumstance, 
and it looks hopeless and looks like you don't even have anywhere to sleep. Like, is your God everything to you? Like, is he enough? Because all this stuff will go away eventually. Um, yeah, so, and so, Mike, so, so think about that story, Mike. Here's a volunteer going to serve a widow mm-hmm. who has just... You know, whole world has been turned upside down, okay. and and even though this lady, because of her age, you know, she's probably in the ninth inning of her life, sure. you know, right? Mm-hmm. And and yet Chandler will never forget her, Mike. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the volunteers get impacted so much when they go to the front lines of Jesus for Jesus. That ninety-two-year-old woman deposited something, Chandler, into your heart that will that God intended that will never will never be taken away from you. And at the times that you have that you're struggling in the busyness and the shifting, this is this is what's going to keep keep you on target. That was a God right. moment for you. And think about this, that 92-year-old lady who took the time to speak to a young lady from Mississippi never would realize that that story would be heard yes, that's from right. coast to coast and around the world because mm-hmm. of technology. Mm-hmm. That she took the time in the maybe in in in, in the flesh would look like the worst could have been the worst moment of her life, or one of the worst moments, and yet her faith was unwavered. That's right. That's why you got to. I want to ch- take a second to uh, challenge somebody. You're thinking about going on a missions trip. You will have God moments like this if, if you step out of our comfort zone, get in the car, and go. And volunteer, uh, just like Chandler's life has been touched, Steve's and mine, and many, many others. Mm-hmm. Um, is take the step to go, because there will be a God moment for you. That's why God has us to go on these trips. Mm. Chandler, just because of time, because I, I don't want to miss this other topic. I know you have other God-sized stories, but thank you so much for sharing that. And I do think it's important, Mike, as much as some of the leaders who help lead the ministry, it's important for us sometimes to actually put a, put aside those leadership hats and go serve. Yes, even oh, even just for a day, because sometimes you do get worn down, and just that re replenishment of this is why we do what we that, do. That's it. Yeah. This is why you know we have those twenty nine steps of updating the website and the mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram and answering every silly question. Right? We would tell them Chandler, but we get some silly questions like you know, <laughs> if I bring my RV and I park it on the street, can I? You know, you're like, oh my gosh. But um, anyways, uh, thank you, Chandler, for sharing that, Chandler. Um, sex trafficking. I know that you and the Ministry of Eight Days Hope, we've learned a lot about sex trafficking the last six months. Share with the um, the audience uh, why you think it's important that Eight Days of Hope comes alongside a ministry once every month to renovate, rebuild a facility for those rescued from sex trafficking. Just share anything you want about that new arm of the ministry for Eight Days of Hope. Well, my first thought is, like, why not? You know, why would we not be a part of something that um, is destroying lives? You know, our whole mission up until last year, 2019, was to help people that were affected by natural disaster and that their homes were taken away or destroyed by um, a storm. And when we came to the realization that this was not only happening through natural disaster, but through people, through a human disaster through something the world has created such a demand for. I think each of us um, leaders that it is a hope we're thinking to ourselves, like I said at the beginning, why not? Why would we not use the gifts that God has blessed us with, with construction, with connections, with the heart to um, 
give this hope that when you're given all these people that have lost everything, well, these women and some men that have been affected by this, they, their souls are are just damaged, and their hearts are damaged, and their bodies are damaged, and their minds. And he has allowed us, with the equipment, with the leaders, with the hearts of the people that we serve with, um, to go a different route and to and to build homes that will be able to be a source of hope. For It doesn't even matter if it's one girl, and I know you feel as passionate about it as I do. It doesn't matter if there's a home for a bed for one lady. Um, it doesn't matter. We'll do whatever it takes to make sure that happens. And um, I think one thing that we learned at the very beginning um, was there's only 600 beds in the whole country for people that have been rescued from sex trafficking. Like, that's insane. And if we're aware of these statistics and we're aware of the problem and we're not a part of the solution, we're, we're, not, bringing, we're not doing enough. You know, we're not doing yeah. enough for the kingdom. If God has blessed us with the gifts and abilities to do it. Think about that, Mike. Mm. There's, there, you know, there's facilities around the country, and, and within these facilities, there's 600 places that a lady rescued from sex trafficking can lay her head at night Okay. feeling safe and secure and getting the proper emotional, physical, spiritual support she needs. Okay. Now, I have a pet. I've had a pet as long as I've been married because mm-hmm. I'm a good husband and I want to stay married and, <laughs> and my kids like pets. Um, there's 13,000 animal shelters in America. And there should be because animals are, val- you know, God created them. I get it. How is there 13,000 animal shelters in the country and yet there's only 600 beds in these facilities for those rescued from sex trafficking, Mike. Steve, I've always appreciated you being a numbers man, but I can't wrap my head around that. There is no rhyme. There's no reason. That's why shows like this and others, we have to bring awareness to people. We have to bring the challenge to people. This is something that we can't, our churches have to step up and yeah, begin to teach yeah. that this is what's going on. Yeah. This is real time. It is real. And it's and it's just out of control, worse than any other destructive uh, it's worse than Hurricane Michael. How could I say that? It's all bad. It's all bad. But we're talking about our children. Yeah, we're, and you're talking about humans. You're not humans. talking about a house. That's it. That's I mean, it. houses can be rebuilt. You can move elsewhere. I'm not saying people don't take financial hits and they lose right. their precious belongings. I get that because yeah. you know, I've been and, a part. And I don't mean to that. Right. To but, minimize. But we're talking about we're talking human about beings. Yes, um, Chandler. What was going through your mind when you heard that the most, that the average age of a person being trafficked in America is 12 years old? What goes through your mind? It's devastating. I mean, I can't imagine, I can't imagine the 12-year-old girls that I'm around, the ones that I get to listen to, the ones that are a part of my family being subjected to something that's so evil. Um, I mean, my heart goes out to them because their innocence is being robbed. Their freedom is being robbed. Um, Everything about their life will be forever changed because of what they're experiencing right now. And it's happening right now as we're talking, which even gets me even more just riled up about it because it's just, it's happening every second. And I think one thing that you brought to all of our attention, Steve, is that, you know, we've got to take our bonders off. This is what you have said from the day that you brought this idea to all of us was just like, 
we have got to start opening our eyes and realizing it's happening in people in Mississippi. It's happening in the next neighborhood. It's happening everywhere all over the country. And if God has gifted us with any type of resource or heart or soul or whatever that spurs you on that you're listening right now, within us as we're talking as a leadership team and as a, as a hope, like do something about it. Um, a lot of people ask us all the time when I want to volunteer for a disaster relief, like how do I even do what you're talking about? How do I even tackle such a huge issue like sex trafficking? Um, one of the greatest things that God has blessed us with is He's given us individual gifts to glorify His name, the most where we are right now. So my gift is communication and writing emails and talking on the phone. Like, that's what I'm going to do for God's glory. If your gift is to write letters or to get on your knees and pray, you're a prayer warrior. Like, do that for these big issues. And if you can, if you're skilled in construction, what we do, or social work, or counseling, like, be a part of the solution, and you can. Amen. Amen. You know, Mike, next month we're going to be in Indianapolis from September 12th to the 26th. Okay. That will be the fourth organization we've partnered with, Ascent 121, which is going to be um, a product of Not Today. NotToday.org is a new nonprofit. Frank and Linda Reich, Frank yeah. coaches the Colts, used to be here in Buffalo, a very dear friend of sure. 80s Hope. He's spoken at many 80s Hope events, some corporate events for me when I was in the corporate world. And um, we're going to be there September 12th to 26th. And Chandler, we still need some skilled volunteers, don't we? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. We do. We need framers. We need tile layers, we need cabinet installers, we need painters, we need landscapers. We need um, about 15 to 20 more skilled volunteers to help us out. You can come for two days, three days, all 14 days. We'll, we'll provide a safe place to sleep. Uh, COVID-19 will be social distancing and, and giving everyone a little bit room. But, you know, you're going to meet people from around the country that might not know each other, but in, in after they're done, it's a 14-day project. Yeah. You can come for three days or all 14 or five or eight. Um, they will know, Mike, that that facility sure. will be used for decades to come That's right. to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued. And as we said on previous shows, the hardest thing on a trip like that is when the last day comes Absolutely. and you got to go. Yeah. Because you've made family, mm-hmm. you've made yeah. friends, right. but you have set um, a stage for just the rescue Amen. and the oh, it's it's just amazing come and volunteer yeah please more information go to the website 8dayshope.com Chandler we're talking to Chandler Gurley and you're listening to Hope Reigns at the broadcast of 8 Days of Hope Chandler um, we've talked a little bit about disaster relief we're in Cedar Rapids now we just left North Carolina I mean you spit well you didn't spit anything out but I spit out Hurricane Michael <laughs> Florence Harvey uh, Katrina all the work Irene Isaac all the flooding all the things we've done um what goes through your mind when God opens up a door and the leadership comes to the conclusion that we're going to open up a satellite in a city called Cedar Rapids, only to be within eight weeks of opening to have a donor say, hey, in the month of August, we're going to match penny for penny to help you be here for decades to come, blown away by that offer, <laughs> only yeah. to see... 10 days later, that same city go through mass destruction because of a disaster that no one saw coming to be there today serving them. So you see God move like this all the times, how he connects the dots. I hope you can remember these dots 30 years from now because you have seen a lot of dots connected. 
Yes. What goes through your mind when you see God moving like that? Oh, that's one of those things we can circle right back to the beginning is like slow down to speed up. When things like this happen, like it's God. It's our God. It is what He does for His name to be magnified throughout this country and throughout this world. And one thing that I absolutely love about Eight Days of Hope is that it's never been about us. It's never been about the name. Right. It's never been about the leaders. It's all been about what God wants to do through His people, and it's just providing another location for His name to reach further than we could if we stayed in Chipolo or just Buffalo. Or two years before this, we didn't have any location in God's name was doing. It's thrown about in powerful ways, and now He's allowing us to have a home base so that we can be constant in the community and constant um, sense of hope for people. Like, this is totally not us. We did nothing to do this. Um, we did nothing to allow these buildings to just happen and these um, satellites to come available. Like, God is doing what He has to do to use us to further His name. And it's just Amen. it's humbling to be a part of. Amen. It's humbling to remember that. Um for me personally, and I hope someone can relate to this, like it's very easy to only think about the details that we have to do every single day. And it's time <laughs> to stop and say, how did we, how did this even happen? How did we get a $200,000 matching grant from a donor that just came and worked with us one day? He just came and worked at a work day for, for us. Two, a couple of donors came to an event they saw the passion that everyone had for Jesus' name for that community, and they decided to do a two hundred thousand yeah. dollars matching grant for us to purchase those same buildings. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, we might be good, but we're not that, that good, good, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, talking with Chandler Gurley um, in the match uh, again. If you feel led, we normally on this show don't ask for dollars. That's not our. You know our week to week process, but in the month of August, anything that you give online at eight days of hope.com, eight days of hope.com, or by mailing a check to P.O. Box 3208 3208 3208 Tupelo, Mississippi 38803 will be matched dollar for dollar up to 200,000, and that's going to be good to August 31st. So $5 turns into 10, 100 turns into 200, 1,000 turns into 2,000. You do the math. And so that mm. is good to the end of the month. Chandler, thank you, thank you, thank you. I get the honor and privilege of working with you, serving with you, uh, my family, my wife and my girls, um, my whole family adores you. And we're better because of you, Chandler. That's and we're right. not going to let you go until Mike prays for you mm. and um, – Thank you, though. Thank you for who you are in Jesus. Thank you for allowing your gifts to be used in the ministry world. Again, to support Chandler, go to globaloutreach.org, Chandler Gurley, G-U-R-L-E-Y, uh, to support her. Thank you, Chandler. Appreciate you and love you. Mike, please pray for Chandler. Father, I'm going to echo part of what Steve just said. I am a better person um, knowing Chandler and the way she carries herself. But we recognize it's you in her. Her hope of glory, her strength, her power, her insight, her wisdom, her passion all comes from you. Thank you for giving her the ability to continue, no matter what circumstances she's in, to be able to see you, see where you're going, see when she, you say stop, 
and rest, when you say slow down, when you say speed up, let her continually and even in a greater way hear your voice. Father, bless her physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, in every way. And Father, thank you. I know your angels are rejoicing and dancing in heaven for this awesome servant that is serving you on the face of this earth. Just bless her, bless her in the in the days that come in, in ways that I couldn't even pray right now and think of. Just take I know you'll take care of her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chandler. Thank you, guys. you have a good day. Enjoy. All right. Now get to work. No, I'm only kidding. No, no, no. She's always she's always working. She's always yeah, working. Fun. No, she's always yeah. serving. Yes. Serving. Yes. Serving. Yes. All right. God bless you, Chandler. Take care. Oh my gosh. What a special young lady. We only have two minutes, but thoughts after hearing her stories her thoughts very humble this young lady is very insightful i'm so glad for parents that brought her off to church but then i'm so glad for the jesus that arrested her while she was in school middle school i think she said that that really began to work in her heart and then she answered the call and she's just um very passionate and And she's 25 you don't have to be 43 or 65 to to give back to the kingdom to serve others i mean we have volunteers that are six years of age you come on our rebuilding trips and then you know we have the 87 year old guy who still wants to operate the chainsaw that we kind of tell him to slow down but (laughs) there's something for you at eight days of hope please go to our website check it out eight days of hope.com um go to our youtube channel we haven't talked about that in a while if you go to eight days of hope on youtube watch some of those uploaded videos and uh, love to tell you and show you more about what God is doing through 80s Hope. A couple things real quick, just to kind of clean up. We're going to be in Cedar Rapids at least one more week. Uh, if you feel comfortable during a time of the pandemic to serve outside, working mainly doing trees and cleanup yeah. and tarping roofs, um, go to our website and volunteer, 8dayshope.com, volunteer. Read the FAQs first and also read the uh, guidelines that we're giving to the volunteers to follow with COVID-19. We want you to be comfortable with those. And uh, I know that there's some that are very comfortable to do everything and others push back and I respect everyone, your thoughts, but I know in Iowa, we're going to have to follow some rules and and we will do that. Um, Safe house next month in Indianapolis, Mike. Okay. The 12th to the 26th. Yes. We're going to be in Indianapolis. Uh, We're looking for some volunteers. Email us at safe house. Skilled labors at 8daysofhope.com, skilled labors. And lastly, we've got this matching gift of $200,000. It's going to secure our Midwest satellite. We'll be in the Midwest for decades after Mike and I are long gone. Mm. Volunteers and equipment and leaders will be there. For the month of August, every dollar's doubled up to $200,000. Online at 8daysofhope.com or P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. Love you, Mike. I love you too. Exciting times that we're in, even though these are different and, and upside down times. But uh, like you always say, Jesus knew about this and he is on the throne leading us and guiding us. He's going to take care of us and he's, the listeners too. And he's got this. Yes. He's I got believe this. That. It, it, I really believe that. And I know you do yeah. too. Because <laughs> we did not have it this last week being in <laughs> nah. North Carolina deployed to oh, Cedar Rapids no with no way. food and equipment and leaders. But hey, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, every Saturday, we try to share some God sized stories. Next week, Wayne Van Lanningham, he'll be with us as well. Again, more information about the ministry or make a donation, go to 8daysofhope.com. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We have a YouTube channel as well. But my name is Steve Tiber. I've been hanging out all morning with Mike Fiella. Until next Saturday when Hope Reigns returns, we hope you have a great week. God bless you. And remember to pray for those in Cedar Rapids. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. 
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.